Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 16, Between Two Trees with Lance Smith. Lance is a husband, father, IT manager, and has a passion for the outdoors. When he's not working or hanging with his family, he'll be somewhere in the backcountry. He has been backpacking for many years and hammock camping almost exclusively for the past seven. Through his many experiences, he's learned what to and what not to do when it comes to hanging between two trees in the woods. You can follow his journey on YouTube at the Outland channel. Lance, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for coming. This is awesome. I haven't seen you, you know, follow you on social media and on YouTube, but I haven't seen you in person for a while. Yeah, this um, is good. Yeah, cool. And um, so the the drink we're drinking today, um, I did have this on another podcast, but, <laughs> but it's one of our favorites, which is uh, Bell's Hop Slam Double IPA. Absolutely so, fantastic beer. It, yeah, it's it's awesome. And the good thing is it's 10%. So if by the end of this we sound a little <laughs> schnookered, it totally makes sense. So, Well, somehow I fail to get this every year it comes around. I, I never seem to get one, so I'm very yeah. excited that well, you cool. got one this year. Yeah, I made a special trek to a, a certain store and picked up a few. So, well, cool. Well, again, thanks for coming out. Um, I just wanted to kind of get started. And uh, if you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, like when you grew up or when did you start loving the outdoors... Um, you've been friends of ours for a long time, but I don't know all of the stories. So how did you, how did you start uh, loving the outdoors? Well, I, you know, I started loving the outdoors very young as, as a kid actually. And, uh, my grandparents, they took me outside, um, almost every weekend we would go hiking. We, that was just, they were very fit people. And that was kind of the thing that we would do every Sunday afternoon after church, we'd go to the woods somewhere. And I mean, these were real hikes. These weren't like little hikes. These were like eight mile <laughs> oh, wow. treks, okay. you know, and <laughs> like an all day thing. And then we go to Dairy Queen afterwards. So <laughs> it started really early and I just developed this love for the woods. And, um, but my parents were never big into the outdoors people, you know, mm-hmm. so we never went camping or anything like that. So it was kind of something that I always wanted to do, you know, every time we, you know, we'd go to the Great Smokies Mountains every summer for vacation and okay. I always want, I looked up in the mountains and I always be like, I want to, I want to camp up there. I want to explore those, you know, those mountains. Cool. And, uh, so I never really got to do the camping side of it. So I decided as I got older that I was going to get into backpacking. Cause that was a real way to see the, you know, see the woods in a different way. I could camp and hike and explore and stuff. So that's kind of what, what that's kicked it cool. off. And yeah. then, so with your, um, grandparents hiking like what was that in ohio or where did you no, i don't just, know where you grew up or? yeah it was all around dayton oh okay dayton area yeah uh just you know little met, now they're metro parks but mm-hmm. back then they were you know germantown it was germantown reserve back mm. then so it wasn't even a metro park back then but it was the same basic trails oh, okay and uh you know it was it was fun though and it's just kind of and now you know it's, it's especially means a lot to me now because uh just lost my lost my lost my my you know, it's kind of like those memories. Oh, absolutely. The nostalgic thing is, yeah. it makes me think of them. But, uh, you know, my grandpa was from Kentucky, so he, you know, he grew up in the woods. He, he lived outside and, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, he had lots of great stories about being outside. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, very cool. And then, so how long um, have you had your YouTube channel or like, what's the story, how that kind of, you started the YouTube channel from this? I know yeah. you have a love, obviously, of the outdoors. I started the YouTube channel. I actually created a YouTube channel in, I think it was 2006, when as soon as YouTube came out, I, I was like, oh, oh wow. 
I got to create a channel, you know, and then I never did anything with it. I think I posted like a, a dog video or something and, and I deleted it, but it was, it was never meant to be what I, what I do with it now. But then, uh, I think about uh, 10 years ago or so, a buddy of mine took me out and I hadn't been out in a long time because I'd been so wrapped up in my career and my tech career and stuff. I hadn't been hiking for a long time. And so he took me out. We did an overnight camping trip, and I was like, I have got to get back into this because this is what I love to do. So kind of got back into it. I ended up going to North Carolina and um, hiking up to the top of a mountain, and I just filmed it. You know, it was a really terrible. I had like <laughs> one of those flip cameras, you know, remember yeah. those oh, things? Yeah. It was like awful. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's, I think that video is still out on my YouTube channel. It's like my very first one. Oh, but man. it's me hiking in Virginia or West Virginia. No, it was Virginia, North Carolina, somewhere to the top of this mountain. And it's all shaky. It looks like the Blair Witch. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. But I was like, this is a great way to capture my experiences. And it was really a selfish thing just for me. I wanted to be able to go back and relive all my experiences through oh, okay. YouTube. I never meant to really share with anybody. And then uh, it just kind of started... I don't know. People started yeah. watching my channel all of a sudden and subscribing, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, well, that's weird." <laughs> Maybe I should make some good content. <laughs> Maybe I yeah. should actually, make, yeah. And you know, we should I, get a camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I never real. I I wasn't taking it seriously till uh, in the past couple years. I really okay. started con- considering my my shots and my framing and and my my editing and post and all that. There's a lot to it, man. There's so much too. I mean, it's very time-consuming. Yeah, the post-production part of yeah, putting something on YouTube, and you're you have great videos. Like I was watching one today, uh, just just like your logo and all that stuff. And I know how hard it is to do that because I've done some YouTubing as well. And yes. it's not it's not easy. the 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 post-production part of it, editing and stuff, is 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 more. It's really more time-consuming than the actual filming. Most it really of the time, is. So. Yeah, and I never really go out there with the plan. It's just kind of like I'm going to film my trip and see what happens and then go home and, and assemble that footage to try to make it interesting. Right. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. It just depends. It, um, but uh, I, I enjoyed that, that pro that creative process of, right. You know. Well, that's so true. And I mean, you've been in it and you've done a lot of graphic design and I think, do you have a graphic design degree or did you, I don't, I don't remember. I do. <laughs> I thought you did. Uh, my, my associate degree is graphic design. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, you know, everybody's like, you know, where'd you come up with that logo? Who made that for you? I was like, well, I made it. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I have a graphic design degree. And, you know, they're like, wow. And I've actually had people tell me that's like one of the, their favorite YouTube logos that they've seen. I'm like, okay, thank like, you. You cool. know, yeah. But that's so fun. So skills, I still get so. to do, you know, you know, my, my job is so technical and mm-hmm. so, you know, zero and one. Mm. And then, you know, but then I still get to use my creative side for this stuff. So I, I, I get to use both sides of my brain. Which yeah, is, no, that's cool to have that creative outlet too. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, cool. So what's so what's your favorite part of of the YouTube experience? I know it's really interesting that you said that um, you you really started doing it just to document what you're doing. And it's funny, I had um, Sue Wolf on uh, episode like ten or something, and she was talking about the the disc um, personality assessment uh-huh. and. Uh, and one of the things is I'm an I, which is, you know, definitely outgoing and all that. And I like to hear myself talk. And so obviously I started a, <laughs> a, um, a podcast so I could do that. So there's a lot of that uh, in my podcast where like even today, like this is really interesting and I wanted to learn about camping. So I brought you on the show. So so what's your uh, but what's your favorite part of like the YouTube experience? What's been 
what's been fun? Honestly, my favorite part has been the the community aspect of, of who I've got to meet through my YouTube channel. Um, there's surprisingly a big collective of guys in Ohio, people in Ohio that YouTube and backpack. <laughs> oh, wow. And there's all we've become like this kind of tight knit group of friends, and we all we actually did two meetups last summer. Yeah, I saw one of the videos that there was a meetup. That yeah, she, yeah. And so um, there, there's a guy named Tim Watson. He's he's actually grown. I mean, exponentially past my channel. He's got like fifteen thousand subs or something like that. Oh wow. He's a pretty big channel. Nice. And then uh, there's people kind of scattered all around Ohio, and we've all kind of just collectively come together and become tight-knit because we all like the same thing so that's my favorite thing is the the relationships I've developed through it um, how do I say that yeah no that's fun I I really do love that um, that just that camaraderie and it's interesting how you've got this like very small niche of a thing and you're like oh it's just me out here doing this myself especially if you're video you're like oh and then all of a sudden you get all these other people around you mm-hmm so it's kind of been the same thing as I've been uh, kind of going down the rabbit hole with uh, my urban farming and market gardening. And it's like, well, there's this small group of people and a lot of them are all from the same, you know, like they all learn from the same person. And, you know, the Curtis Stone has the biggest channel. And then some of these other people are kind of offshoots of that. Mm-hmm. and learn. So it's the same kind of thing, but it's a neat community yeah. like that. And you wouldn't, like you said, you wouldn't have guessed that there'd be you know, this many other people <laughs> right. in Ohio actually hiking and stuff and actually YouTubing. So yeah. it's kind of cool. And I've had the chance to meet some other people outside of Ohio. That's been really interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy named Frozen uh, from Outdoor Adventures. I don't know if you've ever seen his channel, Ooh. but he's doing the AT this year. So there's a whole... Uh, and AT, I'm assuming, is the Appalachian, Appalachian Trail. Okay. Yeah. So there's a whole class of people this year for 2019 that are doing the Appalachian Trail hike, the whole through hike. And I'm I'm friends with a couple of them. And so I'm going to follow them, you know, through their whole. But it's been interesting seeing their process because that's something that I've. I'm planning on doing. Yeah. So that was, I actually was skipped down to one of my other questions, but I was going to bring it up just to see like, so what's like your bucket list? What's your, cause I know some other people that hike and stuff and that seems like the Appalachian trail is like it's kind a pretty of the, big deal. Yeah, like that's a, it's kind of the, the must goal. do thing. I yeah. guess. Um, you know, any of the, any of the long trails are, you know, the Pacific crest trail, mm-hmm. the North country trail. The, um, I know people who've done all those. Wow. And, um, yeah, my, but the AT is kind of where everybody kind of starts, and uh, so uh, it's it's cool to follow people who are doing it and to see the process that they're going through of all the things that I never thought about having to consider doing if I want to do this. Right. You know, it's just why I haven't done it yet. Right. <laughs> because you have to get all your finances in order. You have to make sure that your loved ones are taken care of, and there's all these logistical things that you have. Right. To, where am well, I going to be? Because how long does it take? I mean, it can take, it's months, right? Six months. Yeah. So this is like, months, yeah. yeah. So that's a huge time commitment. It's, I mean, you got to get off work. You got to, yeah. Yeah. So, so if, you know, that's why I haven't done it yet. You know, mm-hmm. I, a lot of people do it between college and their career, you know, because sure. they can. But, you know, older, in, as, as you get older in life, it's a right. lot. With the kids and it's, the wife. Oh, yeah. sure. So now, you know, I, I worked it out with my, with my wife so that we can try to, you know, I can do it when the boys graduate school. And if, oh, nice. if my job will let me do it, then in my body will still be working sure. at that point, <laughs> right. you know, because right, right. you're talking basically 15 to 20 mile days of right. hiking in, up and down mountains. So, right. And um, <laughs> so following, you know, these guys, uh, 
these people's planning process has been, wow, I never thought of all the places you have to, you know, change out gear and like, you know, between seasons because you're going between seasons. So they're going to start out, you know, frozen. He's starting out uh, this month, this month. So it's going to be, even though he's starting in Georgia, it's like winter conditions. Right. It's still going to be cold, especially up in the mountains. It's going to be freezing. So you got to take all this heavy, warm stuff. And then Mm. as it gets warmer, you got to ship that off and switch it out Uh, and think about the things that you got to, you know, it's, it's a logistical, I mean, he's planning it down to the, you know, by day so-and-so I want to be here. And at, at this point, and it's like, Wow, I, I, ne- I just thought you'd get on it and start walking. And right, right. You're just like, oh, you just get enough gear together, and then you pick up stuff on the way. But it's, yeah, I guess that's interesting too, because you've got to, you'll be shipping stuff back, and because you'll be things you won't be using, and then you'll, you obviously need supplies and things as you go. And then so. if you're if you're YouTubing it, then that gives another complication to it oh, because boy. then you're keeping gear charged. You're having to make sure you're getting to locations where you can keep battery banks plugged in, and uh-huh. it's. It's great. Yeah, that's even harder. That. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, let alone trying to find a Wi-Fi connection out in the middle. Of it's getting easier, apparently, than it has been. But um, there's still lots of places where there are no Yeah, and then no you've Wi-Fi. just got that extra just load of stuff you've got to take with the cameras and everything. Like yeah. you said, the batteries and stuff, you got to take enough batteries. Like, okay, my battery's going to last, you know, how many hours? And then, I, you know, okay, so in you know another week I'm going to have to charge again. And then, well, that's interesting. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I probably carry about an extra two pounds worth of camera gear when I go out. Yeah, um, just because you have to have the cables and the banks and the the camera itself, and you know right. I, I've got a pretty light camera, so I'm still using a GoPro to film. Nice. Um, a, a lot of the other guys are using much more advanced DSLRs and you know, lenses, and for me, I just can't carry yeah. that much stuff. That would just be a lot. Well, it is. It's a lot to keep track of, and it's just I don't know. It's interesting. I I always think there's a balance whenever I've done videos of things and stuff is, or even just like taking photos and putting on Facebook or whatever. But uh, I always have a balance of actually enjoying what I'm doing. But then I also want to take the photo and the video so I can enjoy it later. But then there's that balance between, you know, just focusing on taking pictures and stuff. And then, you know, just like if you have a Christmas dinner with your family and then all you're doing is taking a bunch of videos and photos, you're like, Oh, well, I didn't really have that good of a time. I mean, it looks like it in the photos, but... <laughs> right, right, right. So... <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's a hard thing, too. It's like, I got to remember that I'm out there to, to hike first. Right. And the filming is, is secondary, you know, but, right. you know, I get wrapped up in the creative, you know, oh, I got to get this shot and this, and I got to make sure I get a shot of me walking, and, you know, and then it's like, right. don't forget why you're out here in the first place. Yeah. Just, just to be... Yeah. No, know? I agree. There's always the balance, for sure. Yeah. So, so what's, um, so leading up to that, so what, what is the longest trail hike that you've done so far? Um, um, it's either time or distance. I didn't know. Probably I did a, about half of the Laurel Highlands trail. It's, it's a 75 mile trail. I did about 30 or 40 miles of that. Oh, wow. And that's where? Uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's beautiful. beautiful wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that was several day hike and that was fun. That's mm-hmm. probably about the farthest I've gone. Yeah. Okay. So you just kind of camped and did different and did quite a bit. Yeah. Two or three days or about three. It was three plus days. They have uh, shelters all along it. So you just uh, hike from shelter to shelter and oh, okay. stay in those. And you know, we were there in the fall, so it was kind of chilly. But oh, they yeah. have uh, fireplaces and they, you know they have pre-cut wood and you know you, so you stay like in everything. Those, yeah, yeah. So you can pay to have everything you need. All the you long. have everything you need. Yeah. So you know packs were light and it was uh, it was fun. 
but yeah, that's probably my longest. My longest day was in Colorado. I hiked a twenty-five mile day in Colorado. Wow, that was a, that's a long kind day. of unintentionally. Actually, we got a little lost. <laughs> Did you get lost? <laughs> that's part of it. Too, it was supposed guess, to be so. a shorter day than that, but it ended up being a twenty-five mile day. Yeah. <laughs> now, where were you in Colorado? Uh, it was Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. We hiked up to Fern Lake and Fern Falls, and then we. Oh, let's go all the way to Bear Lake, and then you know it, it's so beautiful out there that you kind of forget. Like you just want to keep seeing more, and you get um, what they call summit fevers. You you just want to kind of keep seeing stuff. You just yeah. You know, it's like I can't stop because I've got you know. Especially when you're from Ohio like us, it's like oh absolutely. You, you go out there and and um, oh, just gorgeous. It's 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 blows your mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm going out back out there this this summer, so I'm very excited. I'm going That's to, to Vail. Oh, nice. In July. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I'll do more hiking. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that sounds awesome. That's funny you said. So Summit Fever, I I didn't even know there was a name for that. But when I was in, uh, when we were in California, and I was just I was just hiking um, at the uh, Jack London, and I had another, I've got another uh, podcast about that, but just hiking at the Jack London, um, whatever it's called, forest or mountain, whatever it is. And uh, I, I had the same thing because I was just like, oh, hiking, and it was really cool. There's some redwoods. And then and then I'm like, oh, what's over the top of this hill? And, <laughs> and I ended up, I was going to go out for like an hour, and I think I hiked for like three hours. Because I was like, and I was like so dead tired the next day. Because I'm like, well, let's just go a little farther. I'm like, well, what's over here? So I yep. totally understand that. And unfortunately, <laughs> that was my first experience with uh, altitude sickness, too. So that oh, was really? an extra complication. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. As soon as I hit 10,000 feet, I felt like I was drunk. Really? Uh-huh. I, I tried to sit on a rock, and I fell off. Uh, wow. And l- fortunately, I was with two other guys, and, and they were like, we got to get you down. You know, because wow. this is scaring us. And <laughs> right. I, I blame a lot of factors. For, I was out of shape then. This was about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I was much more out of shape than I am now. Sure. I wasn't. I wasn't acclimated. I, we flew from Ohio to Denver and started hiking that that day. We got oh. so you, you didn't know, even take like a day to really no, take in the elevation. It, it was so stupid because you know we had a real short condensed time frame. So it was like we right. got to do as much as we can. Right. And um, <laughs> so we were out there. And uh, it was crazy. It was uh, it was scary because I had never felt that before. And, and as soon as I got back down to eight thousand feet, I was fine. I'm like, let's totally go. Totally fine. Yeah. I'm like, wow. let's keep hiking. And that's the day we did twenty five miles. And I was wow. like, okay. So were you tired when when you were kind of at the ten thousand? Was it a tired feeling, or was it just tired. kind of a dizzy I, kind of I, thing? I was or? dizzy and I was kind of disoriented. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I just couldn't really. And this, you know, it was a real unusual snowpack that year. Mm-hmm. So we were hiking through like six feet of snow, and oh, I was, wow. I was literally falling, waist deep to the snow, trying to hike through it. And and my friends were like, "What is wrong with you?" They were walking on top of it, and I kept sinking every time <laughs> I fell through. And I'm like, "I don't know what the deal is." But uh, yeah, so, so I guess that's kind of a just a lack of oxygen. Yeah, it just kind of I guess it's slow too because it's, it's not slow. like all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it's you know it's. It's scary because it can be deadly. It can kill you. Right. And, uh, you know, there's different varying degrees of it, but uh, you can get the, uh, I forget what it's called, something. It's like the bends from being. Yeah. But it's not, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's that same kind of thing. Yeah. So It's interesting how you slowly, if you do something slowly like that, your body doesn't adjust, like it doesn't understand, and then then until it's maybe too late. So. Right. 
interesting. And so I'm nervous about going to Vail this this year because mm-hmm. we want to do a 14 or 14,000 foot mountain. Oh wow! And uh, so I'm trying to look into ways to, um, you know, mitigate any kind of altitude. And there's different things you can do. Apparently, ginkgo biloba is supposed to help mm-hmm. with that. So yeah, I'm going to there's supplements and I'm things. Take some supplements. I'm going to we're going to try to acclimate a little better. Obviously, you know, right? You're not going to just not get start out and just run. <laughs> just run up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So what? Um, so for our uh, our listeners, what would uh, what would you suggest would be somebody that likes the outdoors, hasn't done a lot of hiking? Like, what would be kind of a good starting off, uh, like size, you know, distance wise or something? Well, it really depends on on your you know your your physical capability level. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if you like just getting out into the woods start with your local parks you know like if you have like a metro park like we you know date here in dayton we're really fortunate to have our metro park system for five rivers they have some amazing areas to go and just go out there and do a do a day hike you know start out a couple miles and then just kind of build up and then you know see it you know and then if you really like it you can do something like the twin valley trail which is a backpacking trail and you can do some overnights there and see how you like it what I always tell people, though, is before you go out and backpack, is always test your gear somewhere safe. <laughs> um, make sure that you, you know, you've tested it in your backyard. and it, Right. You don't want to be out in the middle of nowhere and it's about to rain and then you can't get your tent put together right. and there's a big hole in it or I something. I especially yeah. tell people that with hammocks <laughs> because anybody who, who switches to hammock camping like I did, um, test it out somewhere safe where you can, can bail out if you need to because... Um, it can be very problematic. <laughs> that's great. So what, and that's one of my other questions. Is, so what is hammock camping? Like what's, it's, what's the definition or I don't know anything about, I mean, obviously you're in a hammock, but that's, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's basically the alternative to, to tent camping. And uh, I'm not sure when it started. Uh, it, it's, it's a fairly recent thing, but uh, you know, any, if you've seen the type of fabric hammocks that, you know, mm-hmm. You see them in all the places you go, like the ENO type Eagles mm-hmm. Nest Outfitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's varying degrees of hammock styles, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of what they call cottage vendors. And there's actually one in Ohio called Dream Hammock, and oh, cool. they have they made my hammock custom made, and it's you know it's a special lighter fabric for backpacking, mm-hmm. but it has bug netting on it. It's built you know so it's built into it, and it has a I have a tarp over it so it's I'm, I'm sheltered i'm covered um ba- basically i just i'm hanging between two trees instead of you know setting up on the ground right in a tent yeah because i've seen um i was into rock climbing when i was around 18 to 20 and i remember seeing awesome photos of people uh-huh. ham- with hammock you know on the side of a mountain oh and yeah stuff, do that. and that's crazy <laughs> yeah i would never do that myself no, no, but no. But yeah, so it's like that with just not quite the elevation danger of right, right. <laughs> so yeah. You're just a few feet off the ground instead of you know thirty thousand yeah. feet. But yeah. <laughs> but but I found that now that I'm older and you know, especially when I do high mileage hiking days, I can't lay on the ground anymore. I just uh, and so laying in hammock is completely. It's like one of the most comfortable things in the world. You have no stress points. Uh, you can stretch out. Yeah, it's yeah. That would be good for your body and your back and everything. Too, it's amazing. Right? There's a lot of people who who do it year round. They mm-hmm. hammock camp and then they actually set up hammocks in their house and they sleep there oh, okay. instead of a bed That's because it's that therapeutic. Yeah, huh. but I yeah, because I'll tell you what. Yeah, laying on the ground, I I am. Um, 
haven't gone camping for a long time, but the maybe five years ago, I went with my with my nephews and my brother-in-law and and I remember him saying, you know, we were trying to pack kind of light, and we, you know, we drove the car out to where it wasn't. You know, it was my my parents' back back forty acres or whatever. But uh, I remember him saying, um, "Oh, should we bring? You know, we've got these big uh, foam, you know, mattresses." And I was like, "Oh no, we don't need to that." And man, I couldn't sleep all night. I was laying on the ground, and of course, there's like a walnut or something under there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I barely slept, and the next day, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing?" So <laughs> right. totally well, different than being in a hammock. <laughs> yeah, my boys uh, were in scouts uh, up until recently, and last year we did the uh, the uh, residence camp. Mm-hmm. And you, you know you have, kind of have to bring a, a tent for that. So, but uh, that was the first time I'd tent camped in, in a while, and it was rough. Right. It was July. It was oh so God. hot. It was <laughs> and it was storming out, and <laughs> and you know, so I couldn't even really open up the tent and get any, any ventilation. It was it was awful. <laughs> and I'm like, if I had to do this, I would probably give up camping because I can't stand being in this. Right. Tent. <laughs> yeah, you're in basically a sauna, and then it's raining outside, yes. and it's like even worse. So yes, it was it was pretty awful. The boys had no problem falling asleep, but yeah. when you're 44 years old, man, it, it does <laughs> it does make it a little more difficult yeah. for sure. So <laughs> that's cool. So what's been um, what's been one of your uh, what's let's what's like your favorite trip that you've taken? Like what's one of the oh, best man, ones you've done? So many. We can talk about a couple of them. Whatever comes to mind, I'm just curious. I'm trying to. Th- I, I yeah, honestly, I can't even. Uh, it probably one of my favorite trips. Well, probably that Colorado trip is one of my favorite trips mm-hmm. that I've done, and that wasn't even a backpacking trip. It was just um, day hiking. But it mm-hmm. was so amazing to to see those mountains, to see all the wildlife that you see out west that you don't see here in in um, the eastern U.S. You don't just go out here and see elk roaming yeah. around. Or I saw a moose, you know. Oh, cool! Um, just amazing, absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, let alone just the view, you know, of just with the mountains and the air. It's just it's it's so just gorgeous. Yeah, it's dreamlike. <laughs> um, That's cool. What else? Uh, some other, There's another favorite one, or I'm trying to think of a favorite backpacking trip. I've I've had quite a few. Right. I go to the Red River Gorge a lot. I mm. had a, uh, That's gorgeous. Yes. That's really cool. I had a fun backpacking trip there last summer. I really enjoyed that. It was a solo trip, and I normally don't like solo trips, but that was a fun one. Oh, nice. And kind of soul-searching a little bit? or yeah, just kind of. Well, I think it was more like just didn't, couldn't find anybody to go with me. But <laughs> Same idea. <laughs> if, I, if I have a preference is to get people to go with me, because sure. it's much more fun. Sure, but sometimes. Well, you're a people person. I mean, that's that's your personality. Yeah, so. sometimes and sometimes yeah. I'm yeah. So it just depends. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So that was one of your favorite trips. So what was the worst trip then? What was, what's one where you just like you had planned? Uh, what's the the line? Somebody says like, man plans and God laughs kind of thing. So what was the one where it was just like you went and it was just like just a crap show? You know? <laughs> oh man, um, trying to. Th- because there's all, I'm sure there's always things with you know equipment malfunctioning and just the weather is obviously going to be the biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing of all. But <laughs> yeah, there was a trip that we did. Where was that? Oh, uh, that last year, my friend and I went to uh, Grayson Highlands, mm-hmm. which is in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, gorgeous place. 
and I'd always want to do Grayson Highlands because I heard about how amazing it was. Mm-hmm. And the, the Appalachian Trail goes through there. Oh, cool. So we went down there, and it was May. So we thought it would be, you know, maybe a little rainy, but not bad. Sure, sure. Well, it just happened to be an early tropical storm hit that year. And we got rained on for three straight days of just oh solid, heavy rain. <laughs> to, to the point where we had to bail out and, and leave because we, we didn't get to... Completely soaked just to soaked the bone, through, the hole. Soaked, you know, there was no getting dry. There was, it was... <laughs> and... <laughs> To complicate things on that as well, there were um, increased bear activity that year. So oh my last year, and uh, bears were getting into people's food. They actually had to put up an electric fence at one of the shelters to keep the bears out. Whoa! Uh, okay. So I was constantly worried that you know about bears coming. So around. not only are you miserably cold, probably kind of cold, cold right? Chilly, yeah, because yeah. cold and wet to the bone, and then you're like, but don't worry, there's just bears out here that are going to eat me. So yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it, Oh man! I was ready to come home. Yeah, that would. <laughs> and it is funny though, because or not so funny, but like like you said, it was like you were really excited because you're like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. And then just the weather and the bears just didn't quite. Yeah, Mother Nature didn't cooperate you, you with can you. Try so. to plan out as best as you possibly can, but you can never factor in everything. And you know, oh, I got a rain jacket, I'll be fine. You know, well, no, I, you know, after three days of rain, you're not. It doesn't. Try. You, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and once your sleep system gets wet, like mine did, like my hammock got wet and my my uh, quilts and stuff. Oh, you're done. I was done. I was like, uh, yeah, and it, like you said, it rained the whole time, so there's no way you can start a fire and get this thing dried out. And it's just, right. There's no way it's gonna happen. Right. So. But uh, that was kind of a fun trip because I did get to meet some of the the Appalachian Trail through hikers at some of the shelters. Oh, cool. And there's just so many different breeds of people that that hike that trail. It, it's you know, there was a there was like this twenty something girl by herself doing it. I was like, what? And, and then there was like a sixty year old man doing it by himself. And you know, wow. uh, it, it was so interesting just to meet all these different types of people that were doing this through hike. And because yeah. that was right when they were hitting that point in the trail, so it was it was neat. <clears throat> that is pretty cool. Yeah, it is interesting. I wonder, yeah, just kind of the dynamic and you know what what people are doing when they're doing the Appalachian Trail because everybody's doing it for a different reason or a different yeah. you know, type of thing. That is kind of cool. And there's though. a whole culture that goes along with it, a whole um, hiker, hiking culture. There was a, a whole group of like college students that didn't know each other, but they all met through the trail. So they were kind of a traveling party. Oh, cool. And they were going from shel- you know, shelter to shelter, you know, and it was kind of interesting to hear them talking about stuff that, them hooking up and this and that. Oh, like, she, really, all this kind of stuff like happens. It was just like this. <laughs> well, I guess so. You're out in the yeah, woods yeah, for a long you're, you're time. You're a single college sense. kid, you know, whatever. Sure. <laughs> and I just, I never even thought about that That's kind of stuff cool. happening. But yeah. It's yeah like, I guess we missed out, didn't we? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I <laughs> Apparently. So. Missed out. Now, uh, well, so since this is the One Drink with John podcast, uh, very important question. So what is the go-to drink when you're on the trail like if you're doing an overnight what do you usually bring i'm, I'm assuming you're not drinking bringing a huge cooler of bud light with you so no, no. we got to pack light so what's uh whiskey. what's your go-to whiskey? okay uh, usually uh makers makers mark is okay is what i bring because it's got a pretty good punch and i have a little flask that i carry and gotcha um yeah, actually, I watched one of your latest videos. We were talking about some of your gear yeah, and it had yeah, the had the, the flask, flask on it, which is really cool. So yeah. that's kind of a neat um, 
and that's you know you can get kind of pretty good bang for your buck with with, with that <laughs> i guess that makes sense because it's all about weight and you know size and stuff so but i have admittedly carried beer cans into the into the woods before sure you know well, nothing against that <laughs> especially if i if i go somewhere that i haven't been before yeah and i stop at like a brewery or something and they have cans and i'm like okay i'm taking some of these with me <laughs> well that's true too and yeah and you and i have a love of beer too yes. so it's like yeah and then if we're at like a new brewery or like okay let's yeah you uh-huh. have to kind of take it with you so i'm really not i never drink hard liquor that much outside of of that but yeah when i'm out in the trail it's like you said sure. it's the weight thing and mm-hmm. you know, it's you can carry a little and and it has a lot of effect so it yeah, yeah, well. good bang for the buck. I always, yeah. like, I guess, uh, Rob Betts always talks about like when he's doing a kind of a diet thing. He talks about drinking bourbon, and he's like, it's efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, it's low calorie. It's, it doesn't right. take much. You have a, three ounces of that, and you're feeling great. And you're so. great. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need. So. Helps you sleep. Yeah, yeah. So what? Um, and on that video, you had mentioned um, something about ultralight um, and things like that. I know there's a bunch of different subcultures and subsets of of hiking and things. So what? What is the ultralight? I'm, I'm guessing, just from knowing almost nothing, that it's it's all about very, very low weight and maybe long distances and things, or how yeah. does that work out? Um, yeah, so the ultralight movement is basically, the goal is to keep your pack weight under 10 pounds. Oh, then, wow, okay. Uh, so that, that when you think about it, that's pretty light. Yeah, that is. Yeah, if you're taking a tent and anything else, there's right. that's, I mean, for you, a hammock, of course, which yeah. hammocks, what is a normal... Like what is your normal setup? Um, mine's probably around four or five pounds total oh, okay. with the, well, with the tarp bad. and everything. Yeah, it's pretty light. But you have to bring extra gear for, depending on the weather, if it's cold, mm-hmm. then you have to bring, I bring an under, what's called an underquilt, which mm-hmm. basically is, it goes underneath the hammock to keep the, because you're basically, you know, you're like kind of like a bridge. You've got right. air going above and beneath you. Right. So you can't just take a Yeah, that's pad. true. Your backside would be totally cold. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So that's why I always tell people about hammock camping is like think about the bridge analogy bridge bridges freeze first uh-huh. because they get the airflow around them <laughs> well, it's the same with the hammock you know you you've got so you've got to account for that absolutely um so so when i started out camping i i didn't know anything about the ultralight and i just i knew brand names is all so i was right. like i'm gonna go buy an osprey pack because those are what i hear are the best well the, i still have the, the very first mm-hmm. osprey pack that i bought it weighs almost five pounds by mm-hmm. itself. Oh wow! Because it's a frame; it's an internal frame. Sure, so it's a pretty you, big pack. Yeah, it's a big pack, and as soon as you start putting stuff in it, oh my god, you've got a 25, 30 pound <laughs> right. thing. And like you're in the military now; uh-huh. you've got your military gear on yeah. all of a sudden. So, wow. so as I've that's another part about being in the YouTube community. I've learned so much about, you know, everybody's kind of watching the through hikers. What are they doing? How are they getting? Because right. they're doing so many miles. How are they lightening it? Because, you know, otherwise your body just can't take it. Right. Especially for that extended period of time. I mean, you could do that for like a week or so, but not that many days where you're doing yeah. this for months. Yeah. You exactly. have to really, really, yeah, and it's almost like, uh, I mean, every ounce, you know, every pound counts. It really, does. Right? It really that does. Would just the wear on your body. Absolutely. And so with ultralight, you kind of learn what do I really need and what do I not need? And you start throwing stuff out that you're, you're never going to, you know, why do I take this big, huge Bowie knife? I'm never going to kill a bear with this thing. So you go down. Yeah, the, bear, you're, the you know, bear's not going to give you a chance. It no, doesn't no. matter. Anyways. You're yeah. done if you're yeah, yeah. So I've gone from my heavy Osprey five-pound pack to a one-pound ultralight pack. Um, the company's Superior Wilderness Designs, and they're a 
it, it's it's basically husband and wife in, in oh, cool. Michigan that nice. makes they hand make packs. So they handmade me this pack. It's frameless. It has no frame. It's basically just like a rucksack. It's a big tube, mm-hmm. but it's waterproof. And that's the other thing that's really cool about hiking these days. Um, we have really cool technology. Mm-hmm. We have stuff called DCF, which is Dyneema Cuban Fiber. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of I've Cuban Fiber. I've never heard of that, no. Cuban Fiber is basically the lightest fabric made on Earth so far. Oh, wow. And it was made for sails uh, on boats. And then they started making hiking materials out because it's so light and it's waterproof. It's like a, a laminated, but it weighs grams. It, it, it's oh wow! It's like weightless. So that's awesome. So they start making all this uh, material out of it for hiking. So they make hammock tarps out of it. They make uh, backpacks. Well, that out would of be it. yeah. That because I'm I mean my gosh, just the tarp I have for covering different things up. I mean that thing weighs a bunch. Yeah. So I can imagine a tarp would be tons of weight. Yeah. And you just can't. So you can get a Cuban fiber tarp for six ounces. It weighs six ounces. Oh my gosh, that's great. Six ounces. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so it's waterproof. It's waterproof. Yeah. It's water. You don't have to seal it. You don't have to do anything. It's just inherently amazing. But along with that, you know anything that's that uh, cool is extremely expensive probably expensive yeah <laughs> there's so, always a price tag for sure yeah a cuban fiber tarp like that is 300 400 gotcha uh, so my journey to getting lighter has been very gradual because i just can't of course. Well, you have a wife of... you have a wife and kids so yeah got, like yeah it's a yeah, little yeah, hard to get going divorce or do i want this really cool tarp you know right Right, right. So I kind of compromise and, and sure. go and as, as light Baby as I can. steps, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but this, yeah, so this new pack weight, I, I'm under 10 pounds now with my pack okay. weight. And what, um, what, like, what's in your pack? Like, what, I know it's going to depend on if you're going to be out there for a day or three or four days mm-hmm. or whatever, but what would be, let's say you're, you're out for, uh, you know, a camping trip for, you know, let's say two or three days. What would be a standard, like, what's some of the items that are in there? That you're I, in your I, under 10 I really pounds. cut it down. Like I said, I threw out the stuff that I don't need anymore. So I take my hammock, of course, my my tarp for my shelter, any kind of sleeping quilts, under quilt, top quilt, or sleeping bag. I take extra clothes mm-hmm. uh, so I can change out of you know something like this, like a you know pullover, zip, mm-hmm. fleece, things like that. If it's colder weather, gloves, hats, that kind of sure. stuff. I take a food bag with all my food, so I have a you know, uh, it's a waterproof, it's, it's actually a Cuban fiber bag that you, mm-hmm. it's a bear bag that you can hang. Right. I hang, yeah, obviously, because we want to keep the right. food off the yes. ground and away from the bears. Yes, always. So, so I take that, <laughs> I take a, a light, like a headlamp type of thing, mm-hmm. a flashlight or something like that. Um, and then usually like a sit pad or something like that. It's, I've really cut it down. Uh, I don't take stuff that I don't need. Okay. And it really depends on the trip. If I'm doing a five mile trip in and I know I'm going to set up camp in five miles. Then I'll take right. stuff like a camp chair, you know, right. I'll take some more luxury things. Right. Cause you know, it's not going to be that yeah strenuous. Yeah. So that makes But I sense. used to carry, you know, stuff like a giant water bladder. Have you seen those with mm-hmm. the tube? Mm-hmm. And I used to carry that and those are so heavy and difficult to, to fill. Right. So now I just take smart water bottles mm-hmm. and, I, and I fill those. I take a little water of uh, water filter and I filter my water and that's it and you know it's just yeah then you can just get it multiple times instead yeah. of like packing up you yeah. know gallons and gallons of water which wastes ton what is what water's like eight pounds a gallon or something, something like that, i think yeah. so that's like yeah that's a huge weight so yeah so i just i really cut it cut it back to just what i need and it, mine's situation is a little different because i do the youtube thing so i have an extra pound of electronics sure. equipment 
sometimes I take a tripod. Mm-hmm. It just depends on, on what I'm doing. So, so what about um, as far as like uh, campfire and matches and things like that? Or I guess it depends on the trip because some of the places you go, they've got all that for you uh-huh. or you're staying inside at a, at a cabin of some sorts. Yeah. But let's just say you're just out of the backcountry, you're just going camping and you're just going to set up a camp and have a fire and all that stuff. What kind of fire type, fire and cooking type stuff do you have? Sometimes I uh, just take little fire starters and you know just mm-hmm. a little lighter. Uh, sometimes I don't even have a fire at all. It just really depends on, especially how many miles miles I'm doing. If I'm doing a huge day with 18 plus miles, I won't do a fire. It's just too much effort. Right. Especially so you just when bring you're, some cliff bars and kind of thing or something like that. Yeah, to, yeah. Not cliff bar necessarily, but yeah, something like that. Yeah. Some some jerky or something. And not. then for for cooking, I I have a. A canister stove, so I have a little propane canister, oh, okay. and a I have what's called a pocket rocket stove, which is a the jet mm-hmm. type stove, and then I'll just I use that for cooking, and then I I always bring like a titanium pot, and I'm not real into cooking out in the backcountry, so I always bring the dehydrated meals. <coughs> I bring the the mountain oh, okay. house. So you just need to warm them up, basically. Yeah, so you heat oh, okay. up the water, you pour in the water, you let it steep for ten minutes, and then you, <laughs> and and. That you know that technology's come a long way too because it used to be just really crappy MSR type. Right, meals. It just taste yeah, it tastes horrible. And now so. you can go to packetgourmet.com and you can get trail margaritas. You can get trail uh, just these amazing tortilla soup, oh like gosh. amazing food. I mean, yeah, Packet Gourmet is where it's at. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. great! And they include all these packets for spices, and they, I mean, they're oh my just, gosh, yeah. Well, that's all. That's a great tip for sure, and. I'm going to have uh, links to everything we talked about, of course, uh, in the show notes at OneDrinkWithJohn.com, uh, as well as links to the Outland channel. You also have a blog as well. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's no, that's that's some that's some important information. That was one other thing I was going to ask you. Just kind of, so if I was getting started and I was just going to do uh, some overnight camping, what would be some of the you know minimalist kind of gear that I would get? Um, let's well, let's say I'm going to do hammock camping because that's that's your thing. Uh-huh. So. So obviously I've got to get a, a hammock of some kind uh-huh. and a tarp and a few things. But what else would be some tips for somebody that's just kind of getting started? Like they're not going to do this like you do full time necessarily, but you know what would be some other items to throw well, in? Well, my first tip I back? would say if you're starting out with the hammock, start out with a quality hammock. Don't just go to Dick's Sporting Goods and, and pick <laughs> up one of those right. hammocks because you will you will regret it. And you mm-hmm. just go online and look at the the, what I what I call the cottage vendors, mm-hmm. you can go to companies like DutchwareGear.com, uh, Dream Hammock is, is the hammock that I have. Pick up one of their entry level model hammocks and start there. But start with that, and then once you've got that gear system dialed in, then make sure you take make sure you take extra clothes. Make sure you take uh, extra, maybe even some extra food and things like that. You know, it's better to overpack than underpack, I'd say. When yeah, especially when you're getting started. That would make sense, yeah. too. Plus, you probably don't, I mean, you know, if I'm going out uh, this weekend, of course, it's, I mean, I'm looking outside, there's snow, but it's supposed to be 50 on Monday, but like uh-huh. so it's going to do an overnight thing. Um, you know, I definitely would, I wouldn't know what I'm doing, so I want to definitely take a little more, you know, and obviously not plan a real big trip, too. Yeah. I think to begin with would make sense and start so. with places that you're more familiar with. I would say don't just try to jaunt out into the middle of nowhere that you've never been. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to just. Hey, I'm just going to hit the Appalachian Trail. No big deal. I'll just do the first first leg of that. You, you know, know by I, myself. I have done that before. It's like I've, I've driven eight <laughs> hours to get to a place, 
and it was dark when I got there, and I'm like, eh, I'll just, you know, I'll figure it out. And then I try, oh, it's... A couple hours later, you're like, yeah, later, I not figured this yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> so I ended up going back to the car, sleeping in the car kind of thing. Um, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fun, sounds like something I would do. That sounds like, oh, I'll just figure this out. I'll just wing it. No big deal. And then I'm like... <laughs> wow, I'm not prepared at all. This is great. So yeah, it's not like you can just go out and, and you know, trap a rabbit and you know, I'm not on Survivor here. I mean, even on Survivor, they had, you know, lots of things set up for them. Right, right. Ahead of time and whatever. So they're not going to starve yeah. out there. So. It, it's not about being how, you know, how tough you can be or how much you can survive. It's, you want to be comfortable. Don't take, you know, don't start out minimally and say, well, I don't need this or that. If you think you're going to need it, then take it. And then if you learn that you don't use it, then you're good. But, uh, you know, it's better to, to be prepared, you know, like the, the, the Boy Scout motto, you know, be prepared. Absolutely. Um, they're, they're, you know, the, the 10 essentials that you should always have <clears throat> when you go hiking, which is, I, I can't even remember them all right now. But right. Well, we'll put a link to that. But we'll yeah. put a link to the 10 essentials. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's certain things you should just have if you're no. going out in the woods. Uh, that totally makes Knowledge sense. is the biggest one. And, you know, uh, if you sure. need to use your head for something and know how to know how to tie knots, know how to start a fire, know how to do certain things yeah. to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, um, one other question for you, is there a, um, a movie that you liked that had some camping? I know they did. What was the one movie with, uh, Reese Witherspoon where she did Oh, the, wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I thought that was really cool. Wild um, was good. Yeah. I didn't know if there's any other movies that you liked. Uh, I really um, enjoyed A Walk in the Woods. Okay. Which is, uh, it's a Bill Bryson book, mm-hmm. but uh, it's Nick Nolte and uh, Robert Redford, I believe. Mm, okay. And it's hysterical. And it's, 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 it's two older guys who decide they're going to hike the AT, and it is just <laughs> hilari- hilarity ensues. It is, oh, my gosh. It is very fun. But as far as, you know, I, I actually really enjoyed 127 Hours, which is, isn't really a... Oh, that's the one, movie where, he cuts one where he gets his own. Yeah, 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 so that yeah, I'm sure you enjoyed it, but yeah, that's not the most uplifting yeah. of of movies because the guy does yeah. get trapped and have to. Yeah, that was that was a great movie off, though, um, and and then there, there's a lot of older movies. That are, uh, if you ever watch, uh, there's one. My actually my favorite movie of all time is called Whitewater Summer. Okay, never it's, heard of it. It's uh, no nobody really ever has, <laughs> but it has Kevin Bacon and Sean Astin in it. And it's wow. from 1985 or 86. And it's oh, one wow. of those, you know how the 80s was all coming-of-age movies? Absolutely. You know, it's like the, the, the 13-year-old boy. Who, yeah, like who's, 16 Candles and yeah. all those all those movies. So like Sean sure. Astin is, is, the, is the, you know, the teen or preteen or who's never, he's a city boy and he's never been out in the woods. And Kevin Bacon's going to teach him how to kill cougars. And that's what the, the the gist of the movie. And the whole time, Sean Astin hates being. But the whole movie was filmed out west, and it's gorgeously shot. Yeah. And it's you know, it's fantastic. It's just it's that's great. you know crude you classic know, '80s movie too. That's yeah, I love that. So it, growing I, it's that. one of my, and it's like the soundtrack is amazing. It's got like Journey on it. And oh yes. All kinds of stuff you know stuff that you don't hear today. It's like oh. Yeah, so that's one of my favorite movies. That's great. No, that's cool. And I'll yeah, I def I haven't seen that, but I'm gonna put that in show notes and I'll probably watch it. Yes, this you weekend. need to watch so it. You'll that sounds awesome. I love both of them, so that's great. And the '80s movies, you gotta love those. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's always fun. So, <laughs> well, cool. Well, this has been super fun. Um, I wanted to kind of wrap this up. We're getting well, basically because my beer is getting awful low. <laughs> but uh, 
So one of the the final question here, um, since this is the One Drink with John podcast. So what is your favorite drink of all time or like within the last year or so? Like what's, I know you and I are beer lovers and we do a lot of beer tours at breweries. And I, if somebody asked me what was my favorite, I have a tough time answering that, but maybe it was the experience or the time or what? Oh, that is a very tough question. (laughs) That is a very tough question. I can't even say a specific drink. Because you're a big IPA fan like I am. I am, For yes. sure. And obviously Hop Slam is one of our favorites. One I mean, of our favorites. It's in our top ten yes. for sure. But. Uh, of course, Jackie O's, anything by Jackie O's yes. is, my, is one of my favorites. Yeah, I had a Mystic Mama just on Thursday. So oh, really? Yes, absolutely. But I'll tell really you, though, good. my favorite experience, not necessarily the best beer, mm-hmm. but my favorite experience was at... Uh, um, Devils, what was it? Something Devils Brewery in Virginia. Okay. Um, they actually ship here. What's the name of that brewery? I can't remember. Devils. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I have to yeah. look that up. But sure. uh, they had a brewery in the middle of the mountains, and nice. it was amazing. It was like set up like a lodge, and just the whole experience of being there. And that was a hiking trip that we did. It's actually one of my videos uh, where we did the uh, Three Ridges Loop in Virginia. Oh, we nice. went there and drank that beer. And uh, it was just gorgeous gor- and view and good company. It was and amazing. Just, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that a lot. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's yeah. a perfect question or a perfect answer to the question. Okay, okay. So. No, absolutely. So, well, again, Lance, thanks so much for coming on. Um, again, I'll have all the links um, at the OneDrinkWithJohn.com for this. Uh, you can check out the Outland channel on YouTube. Um, and I think it's in your blog is what then? It's uh, the OutlandChannel.wordpress.com. I don't have a okay. full URL for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and I'll have, again, I'll have all the links to that. Uh, and that's basically, I mean, YouTube seems to be the place to find you. Um, I know you've got some Instagram and uh, yes. Facebook as well. Yes. And your what are you on Instagram? Uh Outland, I believe Outland. I know, I can never remember what mine is either, but yeah. (laughs) Or the Outland channel. Yeah, just search O-U-T-L-A-N and you'll find me. Okay. Uh, And if you're interested in hammock camping, uh, check out the Hang Your Own Hang podcast because I did the last, uh, the December episode of that as well. Yeah, I'll try to put a link to that too. So that's awesome. Well, again, Lance, my friend, I appreciate you coming out on the show. Appreciate it. And we enjoyed some beers. uh, Fantastic. Appreciate it. All right, well, cheers, everyone. Have a great day.